This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I don't know if it's a killer instinct as much as it's just continuing to do your job. Any disappointment like that is should be kept, you know, where where it needs to be kept, which is look, we got to we can we can do something better about it as we go forward and, and try to make a difference as we do. We're in a different place uh, as a team, um, and I, I mean I love these guys. I go to war with them anytime. I, I love this group and where we're at right now, where we're headed. But there's no margin error. You know, we gotta we gotta do whatever we can to win the next one. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 4.30, we'll hear from Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner from USC. I had an opportunity to talk with him on Saturday on ESPN Radio, myself and Teron Davenport, so you hear that conversation coming up at 4.30. But we are here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. This is our Monday night football spot each and every Monday night. We have the TVs, we have the food specials, there's the drink specials, and oh, by the way, there's the prizes as well. Raider Nation Radio 920 t-shirts. We have tickets to UNLV. We have some uh, Winter Wonderland type tickets for you. We got some Raider Nation Radio cups, some koozies, some hazy IPA, which is the official craft beer of the Las Vegas Raiders. All you got to do is come by, say what's up, you don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to do any cartwheels. All you got to do is say hello. We do have some Vegas Golden Knight ticket signups if you do want to sign up for that. We do have that hookup. But for the most part, man, you see it, you got it, right? It's all good. Just come on by, say what's up. We're going to be hanging out here for Monday Night Football, the Patriots and the Cardinals, the Patriots one-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in this game. So we'll get to that in just a few. But I do encourage you to come on by. Like I said, every single Monday night we're here having a good time. The Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. Before we get into where Josh Jacobs is going to be on Friday and what he's going to be up to and also talk a little Darren Waller, I do want to go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200, and they're open like some old-school TV antennas as well as our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Tim in Texas, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hello. How y'all doing? Ah, we're chilling, man. We're blessed. How are you? Okay. I, uh, man, that, that game uh, Thursday night, I don't uh, – he was t- – Josh Jake, I mean, Josh McDaniels, was, to me, I don't know if anybody else has already said this, but he, it was like he was coaching it like it was a preseason game or something. I don't – I mean, I ain't, I ain't seen nobody that conservative since Martin, Sch- Martin Schottenhammer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what he was doing. Like, and, 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 and I noticed that all the games, uh, except for probably the Kansas City game, well, we let teams actually come back. He was that's that. It's like he get conservative and he just want to try to run out the clock or something, you know. And, mm-hmm. I, and I know, I know it was frustrating the uh, the players. I mean, you just all he kept doing was just running Josh Jacobs into a wall the whole the the rest of the time after we got the lead. Yeah, it did feel. It felt like that, and it was frustrating. It was frustrating for me to watch. So I'm sure it was frustrating for the players to keep on trying to do the same thing over and over and over again and hoping for different results, right? That's the definition of insanity, and that's at some point that's kind of what it looked like. It looked like that they were desperately trying to just establish the run right up the gut, and the Rams have a really good run defense. I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, I feel like Devontae Adams should have been targeted more times. He should have had more catches, and the targets that he did have, well, two out of three of his catches were really good and some big gainers. So it was working. Go ahead and feel free to keep going back to that well. So uh, it's something that we'll see how it shakes out. We'll see what uh, happens moving forward. They have four games left, including this uh, game coming up on Sunday against the Patriots. But 
Just didn't feel like the rhyme or reason was there when it came to the play call. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, Fargo Raider. Welcome to the show. Kieran DeMond, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Now, uh, what I'd like to see out of my Raiders for these next four games is four wins. I'd like to see some pride and poise. The Las Vegas Raiders have not yet had a losing season. I don't feel like starting off this new regime with a losing season. As as much the trend as that is, I think we could do it. I think they need to stop with the inconsistency. Something else I'd like to see is discipline. Like yeah. I, I understand that they brought in guys for their system, and the, those guys are supposed to be disciplined. Look, Tillery cost us the game, basically, with that with that play. That would have sealed the deal pretty much. Yeah. We could point fingers at everybody else. We could say Carr's, Carr's stupid interception, which I'm not going to shield him from any blame. That was dumb, but that didn't cost us the game. That, that, dumb, that dumb penalty did, you know, and that kind of thing. They brought him in. They chose him. They brought in other guys. Harmon's pick that was negated, it was actually Harmon that did the P.I. Well, nobody has mentioned that, but it was his own mess up that got that taken away from him. He was held it? them when they took off. Yeah, he held them when he took off. He pulled his arm, and that's how he got ahead of him to pick the ball. Okay. Nobody I didn't, I didn't see that. that. My, that's my fault for not mentioning that. I didn't see that. I, I no, saw like, Amik Robinson. I don't, I don't think anybody has mentioned that. Unless I'm mistaken, when I saw the replay, it was actually Harmon that did that. Okay. So these are mistakes by guys that should know better. I mean, that, that P.I., it is what it is. You know, they call them whenever they want. But that Tillery thing. So I'd like to see some discipline. I'd like to see some pride and poise. Fellas, go out there and win the, the, the rest of the games. Not for, any, not for the P word. The hell with the P word. Right. We're, we're, we're used to not seeing that in, in, a real, in a realistic basis. We want to see you guys at least fight for the pride of the team and the nation. And don't give us a losing season in our new home yet. Let's let's get farther down the line. Let's build from here. Let's break even. We're nine and eight. We can't even break even no more. Right. And that's what I'd like to see. Okay. No, you good stuff. Call, you have a great day. Absolutely. You too. Appreciate you, my man. Stay warm right there. I'm sure it's a it's a little chilly there in Fargo. I know it's chilly where we're at, so I can only imagine where you're at. I actually called my dad on Saturday. I always call him after I get my haircuts. Like traditionally, every day, every Saturday when I get my haircut after I leave the shop, I call my dad and I check in with him and I said. What's the temperature like there, Pops? He said, oh, it's, it's actually kind of warm today. I said, oh, really? What does that mean? He said, well, it's about 12. <laughs> I said, 12? I'm good. I'm good, brother. He said, well, I mean, it was 7 earlier, so he's, uh, on the cold days, it's around 1. He's up in Wyoming, so there's that. Uh, every once in a while, he'll come down here. Matter of fact, I think next time he'll make his trip to Vegas will be around April. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, as much as I complain about the cold here and I wake up, I'm like, wife, it sure is cold. Then all of a sudden, my dad tells me it's like 7. I think, well, it ain't that cold. <laughs> I'm not built like that. I am not built for that kind of weather. No, thank you. So I'm sure Fargo Raider is doing everything he can to stay warm. So stay warm out there, brother. And we do appreciate uh, the call. And discipline would be good. You know, we talked to Mark McMillan earlier about discipline. And you just got to want to be disciplined. And that's, I, you know, the, once he said that and said, you know, that goes into free agency, that goes into drafting players, you know, you got to do that deep dive. You can say, hey, man, this this player is a great player. And I've always lived by the motto that, you know, you've got to have uh, car thieves and choir boys. But you can't, you can't, you've got to have a balance, right? you got to have a balance. And and the, the car thieves can't, 
it can't end up being like the ones that are going to cost you games each and every week. They, you, I can understand having guys that are a little edgy. I get it. But, man, when you have guys that just do a lot of undisciplined stuff like that Jerry Tillery moment, you know, I liked what he's brought to the team so far. I really have. And everyone's saying his praises. But if you're going to give him his flowers, you also got to criticize him when he makes mistakes. And he, he made a big mistake. And, honestly, it got past me at first. I was like, eh, it wasn't even a big deal. But then realize when you go back and actually realize the situation and, and take another deep dive of it, you're like, oh, wait, hold on. That was a big deal. So that was, you know, that was on me for not recognizing it immediately. But he just can't do that. And, again, when you start to do a, you know, a dive into, okay, well, how come a former first-round pick was let go by his team? That's why. Because the Chargers didn't want any more of those unsportsmanlike penalties and undisciplined style play. And I'm not saying that – Coach McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly need to go and release them and wave them because of that. But at some point, they've got to make a decision. Are they going to have a disciplined team or are they not going to have a disciplined team? And they've got to have more guys than not that are going to do what it takes to make sure they're disciplined. I know Max Crosby jumped off sides, but I'll live with a, a Max Crosby penalty every once in a while because he's given you something that nobody else on the squad has given you. He's given you 100% maximum effort every single play. And if he's anticipating the snap count and happens to jump off all sides, and you saw it when he jumped off sides, it was like, oh, damn, he had that moment. But the guy's got 73 tackles. The leader of the team is Divine Diablo with 74, and he hasn't played in I don't know how long he's been on IR. But he has 73 tackles, meaning he's not just getting to the quarterback, but he's also stopping the run. He's got 11 and a half sacks. He's got 19 tackles for losses. He's got four fumbles forced. He's got one fumble recovered. Oh, he's got four passes defensed, which is like tied for third on the team. Think about that. A DN is tied for third as far as pass defense. Right? I think Rock has seven. Uh, next is Jerron Harmon with five. And Trayvon Merrick has four, tied with Max Crosby for third. All those other guys are in the secondary. Max is on the defensive line. So he's out there giving everything. Oh, and by the way, he's blocked a kick as well. That's all just also blocked a kick. So he's given everything. So if he has a penalty every once in a while, I can live with that. But other guys that consistently are those guys, that's where that problem's got to be addressed. And when Josh McDaniel says you can't beat yourselves and you've got to be disciplined and, and, and play smarter ball, that's, that's what he's talking about. You know. Now, Cleve Farrell jumping off sides on a punt, that, I mean, you have to. That's one of those where you just have to make sure that you're always on – on, on, on side. You can't jump offside on that play. You're getting the You're off the field. You're off the field. All you have to do is let them punt the ball back to you. you. If you possess that ball for a few seconds on the back end, what does that do? That takes time off the clock. If they Just think about this. Even before the last drive of the game, and I'm not trying to excuse Tillery or anyone else who made a mistake, if you get the ball, instead of Cleve Farrell jumping offside, if you get the ball and possess it for three downs, and then punt. That's enough time to take off the clock where that last drive probably didn't happen. Right? I mean, it all plays a fact. That's why I can't just point at one play and say this is the reason why. And just like I can't just say, I know Max Crosby got held all game long. I know he did. I get it. But that's not the only reason that they lost. There's so many things that happened in that game, so many bad things for the Raiders that all these things have to happen for the Rams to be in position to win. And unfortunately, all those things happened. That's what I'm talking about. I, I can't just point it out just one single thing. Derek Carr's interception was a big deal. It was. It took points off the board. They were going to get at least three. That's a big deal. Everything plays a factor 
in what happened on Thursday night. 4.14 is the time. When we come back, want to talk about Josh Jacobs. He's got an event going on on Friday that Raider Nation Radio is going to be a, point, a part of, and I want you to be a part of it as well. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Darren Waller's music video that he put out, Turf Toe, put it out on Friday, day after a tough loss. We'll talk about all that next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Step on the pedal so hard I got turf so How the heck could they tell me I'm not next? They don't even know what they on earth for. Man, that money not even now. Here's Raiders tight end Darren Waller right there with the latest and the greatest from him, Turf Toe. Not the injury, but that's the name of the song. It's also what he put out on Friday following the Raiders' loss, 17 to 16 to the Rams on Thursday night football. That's one of the subjects I wanted to talk about here in this segment and really just want to get your thoughts, you know, and really it's, it's not about me or what I think when I hear Darren Waller and see Darren Waller putting out videos. I know how as an employee and as a, also a manager of others, how I would feel if I saw my guys that are working for me out doing some other stuff, but they weren't doing the job that, I was paying them to do. I know how I'd feel, but that's just me, right? I also know how I think my, my employer would feel if they saw me working for ESPN or Fox or doing another podcast and not doing my radio show, right? I, I kind of feel like I know how they'd feel. But that's, that's two different subjects. He's playing football and doing music videos and doing his, 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 other, his other career that he has chosen to do, which is music, which is fine. He's got the means to do that. That's okay. But I did want to ask Raider Nation because I did not get to ask on Friday. Again, I mean, I feel like Friday was such an emotional day for everybody. You know, a lot of people were still angry. A lot of people told me over the weekend, hey, I haven't listened to any of your shows because the game made me so mad, which always makes me laugh because you don't have to tell me. (laughs) You don't have to tell me. Like, it's cool, right? You don't have to be like, hey, Q, guess what? I didn't listen to you. That's cool. It's your option, but you don't have to tell me. It's fine. (laughs) I'll just take your word for it, right? I mean, it's good. But anyway, it's just, you know, I know that there was a lot of emotions going through Raider Nation immediately after the game. So that's one of the subjects I didn't get to. Again, my Friday show that I had was terrible because I missed on so many different subjects I was supposed to talk about. I just never got to it. So it messed me up, too. So I did want to know, Raider Nation, what did you think? I don't know if you've seen the video, if you heard the song, and if it made you feel some kind of way or if you didn't have a problem with it. So uh, chime in and let us know, man. 69187, keyword R&R, that's our text line. Again, I'm not hammering the dude at all because everyone isn't football, 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 football. Everyone has their own interests outside of the game. I said this on my podcast earlier today, and I think people still took it the wrong way, like I'm trying to criticize them. I'm not. I just know for me personally, I wouldn't do one thing if I couldn't do the other because it would, it would make me feel bad, right? I, w- I would feel like, and my, my people aren't going to – they're not going to appreciate this. But that's just me. Jamon. You do many different things, including radio. You do different shows, including the fight game on 1230 of the game. You, you, know, you do a lot of different things. What, what are your thoughts when you saw the video and, and, and know that Waller hasn't been available? And just how, how, would, how would you feel? I don't feel any way about it at all when you mention yourself. Now, if you called in to sick here and then you were able, like if you called in sick to, to be able to do another radio show, then yes, they should feel some type of way. But he's still going to work every day. He's still doing his rehab. Is he not supposed to have fun? Where Max Crosby, he has his show, Reacts with Max. Is that, is that okay that he does that show because he's on the field? 
I'm not. You're not saying that it's not I'm okay. I'm just asking. I'm, yeah, saying, so, I'm just. The, I'm just the weatherman, man. Well, <laughs> I, well, I'm bringing it to you. Where I'm yeah. saying, and that's why I don't think it's a problem. Where if it's in, it like. If you're under 500, we don't need to see any NFL player having fun. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think the record was ever brought up to it. I. I just. No. So I'm saying, like, what's the line of demarcation for? Hey, you like where you say it's not a good look. You as an employer, you know, if me and also I'll take it a step further. If you were advising him, like, hey, man, it's not a good look. Right. So what's the line of demarcation for not to be a good look? It's okay. For me, it would be, hey, man, you're not doing your main. Let's not see you doing your side. That would be me. Again, that's just me, though. If you're not going to do your main, we don't want to see your side, if that makes sense, right? But that's just me. And these are two different things. It's not like he's just doing football and he went and not playing NFL and he's going to play XFL. That would be like, what the hell's going on? I mean, this is something completely different. He doesn't have to be healthy to be able to do music. So, again, I'm not knocking him. I'm just asking how Raider Nation feels because I would feel bad doing that if, if if i was doing that but again i'm just answering for me to act like he was his lawyer he came at me like wait a minute hold up jack but uh no i just i just i'm just wondering if if people felt some kind of way or maybe they're like demon and they don't care they they might not care at all um you know what what he does outside of uh, playing football and again i don't mind i want everyone to do everything that they want to do if you're gonna be a fortune 500 businessman be that guy if you're gonna be a musician be a musician I just think that sometimes, like Jalen Hurts said after their victory on Sunday, sometimes you got to make the main thing the main thing. But that's just me. We'll go out to the phone lines and hear from you. 702-365-9200. Hardcore Raider, what's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, Q? I want to talk about the thing I'm most excited about for the rest of the season. Okay. I want to see. Go for it. I, w- I, w- I want to see Turf Toe number two. You know, because that, that song gave me Turf Toe. I think I'm going to go on IR for four weeks, and I'm going to drop my own music vid. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, but no, on a serious, on a serious note, I mean, like, like, I agree with you 100. percent I've actually had that same mindset. Like, I've worked two, three jobs most of my life. If your second or your third job ever get in the way of your main source of income, uh, it becomes it can impact you. You know, if you end up being dog poop and you can't produce on your first job, well, then the stuff you're doing outside of your regular job, I mean, that's an issue, you know? The reality is this dude in that song, like, well, first of all, he dropped, like, I didn't care about it until I realized that he dropped it, like, within an hour of when the game was over. I mean, it wasn't like that was just a happen chance. He literally dropped the video within an hour of when we lost our game. Right. And, you know, so my, my mind's going to be going 100 miles an hour in all kinds of directions. But in that video, he said it's not about the money, and it's just a song, whatever. Well, it's not about the flipping money. Well, then why was it such a big deal for you to be the highest paid tight end in the NFL? And you haven't done jack for us, the Raiders. So if his priorities aren't in football and he's got his priorities jacked up, he's got to, he's, he needs to put himself in check. You know, my main thing is some of these guys got to step up. And this dude's getting paid damn good money, top dog money. He needs to be top dog. We need to see it. And if he comes out and if he doesn't know the playbook, he got interviewed a while back, said, it's going to take three years to learn the playbook. Well, how about if you weren't rapping and doing music videos? It may not take you three years to learn the damn playbook. How about he better be digging in that playbook, and he better be ready to roll this weekend because he's getting paid to be that guy. Otherwise, stop being a Raider and go be a flipping rapper. Hardcore Raider out. <laughs> there he goes, Hardcore Raider. And, look, I, <laughs> I know that I realize that I, I teed all this up, right? But I'm, I'm not trying to make this a, a, a Darren Waller bash. I'm not. I'm just asking a question. 
about how Raider Nation felt. And, again, what he said, I think the key part, and I know, Damon, you're in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio laughing. I think the main thing that what he said and really what I was focusing in on is the video did drop like an hour after the game was over. So it just felt, to me, it felt like the optics. You know what I mean? If you, if you, if you know that this guy is a key cog to your team, and then all of a sudden you see, you visually see, it's not like if you just drop the song, and it's, like, available on iTunes or available however the kids get it these days, fine. But all of a sudden you see the video and you see him having a good time. Not that that's a problem. Not that it's, it's, it's not his right. It's just the optics, the timing just looks bad. That's, I think that that's the, the main point that I would feel. And, again, me as an individual, not as Darren Waller, me as me, that's how I would feel. I would feel some kind of way, like, man, someone's going to be mad at me because I'm not doing what I need to be doing for them. But yet I'm over here in a video having a good time. But again, maybe I'm just a sucker, and that's just me, you know, not wanting to make anybody mad, making my employer mad. But obviously we're in different fields. That's, that's all I'm talking about. I'm not, like, if the man wants to be a musician, then, hey, he can be a musician. He could be a rapper. He could be, he could be a whole damn band for all I care. It's just the timing looked like it was off to me. Let's see. Here we go. We got a text from Brad in the Bay Area. He said, I don't mind Waller making a video. It's just bad timing, especially since he's been referred to as Where's Waller? Off season. Great. It's not a podcast interacting as a player. It's more of a look at me thing. It's good, just not under the circumstances where his absence has affected the team. And, again, that's, that's what I, I think that I felt most Raider Nation was going to feel like the timing of it was just off. Now, maybe he thought they were going to win that game. And this is, a, this is real. I'm not, like, BSing. I'm not trying to make an excuse. Maybe he thought they were going to win the game, and then he was going to drop the video and be like, boom, I'm coming back this week. And that would have all lined up great. But all of a sudden you lose, <laughs> and the way you lose, and then the video drops, it's like, oh, damn. So maybe that was it. Got a text from the 815 keyword uh, R&R. said, I agree totally. Waller had some lyrics that were questionable. He needs to be on the sidelines. That's what is messed up. I told you all. Last year, this year was going to be Waller's issues. On to next year. That's from a passionate Raider. Hit us up from the 815. That's not a, what did you say his name was? What you, Rip. Rip. <laughs> Rip City. <laughs> oh, Rip City. I had a guy that used to call in. The, or no, no, it wasn't. It was Chad doing. Chad doing in, uh, in, in Portland. He uh, does Rip City radio. So whenever I used to. Uh, have him on the radio, he used to always say, Rip City! Talking about the Blazers, or else he'd say, he'd sign off and say, Show me your Blazers! And that's how he'd <laughs> It was great. It was great. Uh, JR, right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show, brother. What's on your mind? Hey, long-time listener. I've been calling a minute. I've been uh, sitting back listening, watching. Uh, I, I didn't, man, Thursday's game was off. Another heartbreaker. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Darren Waller. Man, um, you are the hardest working man in show business. I hear you on Radio Nation Radio. I hear you on ESPN. Um, I don't have a problem with Darren Waller doing things outside of his mainstay. Because when I'm done working, don't tell me what I can and cannot do. Agreed. When I, when I clock out, I can do whatever I want to do. Agreed. Optics, yeah, I get it. You know, it, it might have been bad, but... If you know anything about social media, he even said he does not run his social media. Yeah. Number one. Right. And someone else could have done that. You can set things up for them to drop at certain times. Oh, I know. But also, <laughs> I, 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 oh, I, I know. I the main, yeah. The, the main thing, 
that um, I look at Darren Waller is here's a, here's a recovering addict, and if you if you if you listen to some of the things that he says, that is a release for him. Yeah. If that's going to keep his head straight, no one no one has the the right to criticize him for what he does after hours. Straight up, I like heard it. or not heard. If he was playing and balling and playing, sorry, no one has the right to criticize him after hours. Period. Because what it takes in order for him to stay sober and i applaud him for that i like it i like it good stuff jr appreciate the call and yeah i've actually i actually have a couple of his uh his uh projects in my phone right now as a matter of fact uh because i i do respect that and so that's uh that's another reason why we throw out the question what was the name of the last one i downloaded hold on oh delusions of clarity that was the last one that i got it's right here in my phone darren waller so yeah and he does in his in his lyrics he does talk about it i know he did an interview over the weekend uh, with the PBS station here locally and was talking about in the past, you know, if he wasn't playing, then there was a chance that he could have that relapse moment. So, yeah, I'm, uh, hey, man, like I said, I'm fine with, with him doing whatever he wants to do. Uh, and you're right about you can drop, you know, social media can help you drop something. I mean, I, I drop my podcast every day at 12.05 in the morning. Please believe I'm not awake at 12.05 in the morning tweeting out my podcast. It's scheduled to tweet out at that time, and it does. And again at 4.05, and please believe, um, in theory, I'm not up at 4:05 either, <laughs> right? Uh, my day don't start till 5:30 if I'm if I'm doing everything 100% correct. Sometimes it starts a little earlier, but no, you, you're right about that, and that's why I wanted to ask. And again, for me, the only thing that that I even think about is the optics and the timing of it. But there's a lot of things that go into play with that, so uh, just want to throw it out there. And and you know, to, it's funny to tie this whole conversation together. Vinny Bonsignor, our tag team partner on the morning tailgate, and also the Review Journal put out a piece just a few minutes ago, as a matter of fact, at 412. Things are trending in the right direction for Raiders getting Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back this week. My story, and it's on the RJ, so make sure you go check that out as well. So it sounds like both Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller may be returning to action this week, which I think would be huge. I really do. Uh, Big Deuce hit us up at 530, uh, from the 530 on our text line. It's all about perception, more production off-field than on-field. That's from Big Deuce. Uh, Raider, Raider Javi, uh, no problem with the Waller video. The timing is bad. The video is whack, and the song is whack. <laughs> I ain't got. Hey man, that ain't that ain't, that ain't my business. <laughs> that ain't my business. I do, I do, I do remember what interview was it on? Maybe it was with Vinny. He might have been talking with Vinny and talking about that he he needs you know his his music. Like he always puts some some time to the side to go and do music, even after like a workout or even after practice. Uh, because he does need to get that escape, and that's 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 legit, man. Some people need to have that escape. Hell, I had the escape this weekend, and I felt great. I feel fantastic today after having two days escape. So I can imagine what you know some music can do if that's your passion, right? I did some radio this weekend where I never talked one time about the Raiders, and it was the greatest thing on earth. You know, I mean, it was just seriously. I mean, it it just kind of gave me that 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 chance to step away from. Again, the main thing is the main thing. And for me, the main thing is Radio Nation Radio 920. That's my main thing. So I have to make sure that I'm always on point when it comes to what we do here. And then everything else is a branch off of that. But, again, it's the same kind of field. It's not me out there. The only time I'm out there running routes is when I'm running around chasing Vegas Jets around and he's pushing off offensive pass interference, trying to injure me. My hand's better now, though. My My shoes are brand new. They better be good. I'm about to donate those other ones, though, because they're all jacked up. I'm about to sign them. I'll autograph them and donate them after Vegas just messed them up. He 
Offensive pass interference. Yeah, my cause, my cleats, exactly. <laughs> Just say no to offensive pass interference. DB's lives matter. <laughs> I better not go there. Someone will get angry at me. Let me not do that. Let me tell you about Josh Jacobs. <laughs> you see that? That's a pivot. That's called a pivot right there. Josh Jacobs is going to be having a meet and greet this Friday. It's going to be at the, uh, at the Ford Country in the Valley Auto Mall, 6 p.m., special meet and greet. He's the leading rusher in the NFL right now. So at 6 p.m., Ford Country in the Valley Auto Mall, you can go by and see Josh Jacobs. Last time myself and DeMond had a Josh Jacobs meet and greet, it was bananas. The place was packed to the gills. Crumble cookies, Porta Subs, Buffalo Wild Wings, they're all going to be there. What you have to do, though, listen to me carefully. What you have to do is you got to go register if you plan on being attendant and be in attendance this Friday at 6 o'clock at the Valley Auto Mall, Ford Country. Go to register right now at JJAFC. That's JJAFC, like Josh Jacobs, AFC, dot eventbrite.com. JJAFC.eventbrite.com. Go do that. Register and meet and greet with the league's leading rusher right now, Josh Jacobs, which is something that I'll ask him on Friday when we're there. So we're going to be doing Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll be on location at Buffalo Wild Wings at uh, Wallapai, right up the street from the radio station. And then, boom, head right over, make a beeline over to Ford Country in the Valley Auto Mall for 6 o'clock. To our, our, for a special meet and greet with running back Josh Jacobs. 4.35 is the time. When we come back, you'll hear from Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winner from USC. He's only a sophomore, meaning he's got to go back to school one more year. He's a dude that could be in the league tomorrow. He's a dude that is a hell of a player. You'll hear that conversation. You'll hear it next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. And like the great Bill Romanowski says, all roughness is necessary. He yelled that at me one time when we talked to him at the Super Bowl back when I was in Central Texas at ESPN Central Texas. We said, welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness, and he immediately cut us off. All roughness is necessary. I was like, all right, Bill. My bad. So good times. But this is Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 92441 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, and the show has flown by today. It really has, man. I appreciate everyone who's been a part of the show, all our great guests, and, of course, all the great calls and texts. We were just talking about Darren Waller's song, Turf Toe, and Lil Al Davis hit us up on Twitter and said, when I heard the title to the track, Turf Toe, I seriously thought it was a diss track towards Darren McFadden. Boy, was I wrong. Wow. I grew up listening to 90s hip-hop rap. Uh, that's from Lil Al Davis, and that's funny. That would have been jacked up if that had been a, a, a diss track towards Darren McFadden. I felt so bad for that dude. He could never get right when it came to his feet, man. That Oakland Coliseum dirt, that dirt, man, that field just messed him up. It's so funny nowadays when I get to do all these different shows and I get to talk to former players, and they always say, man, it was so weird running on that field and that turf in, in Oakland when you're on grass, on natural grass, and while you're in the middle of running, all of a sudden you're on concrete and you're running with cleats on. Like that's basically what they said and described it like. And so could you imagine just running full speed as, much, as, as hard as you can on grass, and then instantly you hit the turf and, or the, the concrete and you're still running like that. That has to be really wild. And that just Darren McFadden was never able to get, was never able to get right. And that's just, that was unfortunate. When he went to Dallas, he had uh, some pretty good, you know, some pretty good seasons for the Cowboys. And I always was a big fan of Darren McFadden. I think he's a hell of a player and uh, wish it had worked out better with the Raiders. Again, Vinny Bonsignor from the morning tailgate. And of course, the RJ put out a, 
uh, article on the RJ just a few minutes ago, about 30 minutes ago now. Things are trending in the right direction for Raiders getting Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro back this week. That would be a welcome addition, week 15 versus the Patriots. Before we get into my conversation I had with Caleb Williams over the weekend, let's go ahead and go out to the phone lines and talk to Juan the Smasher. Welcome to the show, Juan. What's up, Q? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. How you doing? Man, I know that's right. I'm <laughs> over here running out of breath, bro. I'm out here hustling, doing these deliveries. There you go. Hustle. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, because ain't nobody going to give you a dollar. Um, but to answer your question, Q, what, what I want to see with this Raider team, I want to see this, uh, first of all, I don't want to see these Chiefs come to the Legion Stadium and just keep beating the break off of us. That's what I do not want to see. I can't stand the Chiefs, Q. This is the one team in the division I cannot stand with a passion. Fat Andy Reid and all these, all these cats, Kelsey, I don't want to see these guys having a good time throwing touchdowns. I want to see us finally beat them because I can't stand them. And other than that, I, I want to see my boy Josh J. I registered already. Q, I'll be there this Friday, and you guys keep your head up. Let's go Raiders. There he goes. It's my guy, Juan the Smasher. Yeah, I'll be there on Friday as well. That's awesome. And what he's talking about is the Josh Jacobs meet and greet. He's going to be at 4 Country in the Valley Auto Mall at 6 p.m. on Friday. Uh, make sure you register if you plan on attending. JJAFC.eventbrite.com. Again, JJAFC.eventbrite.com. Make sure you register for the Josh Jacobs meet and greet this Friday at the Valley Auto Mall at Ford Country. Now, on Saturday, uh, I had an opportunity to talk to Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, he won it by a landslide. It wasn't even close. The other guys that were the finalists, Max Duggan from TCU. Uh, you also had uh, – um, who else did you have? Oh, Stetson Bennett from Georgia. And then uh, who's the quarterback at, at Ohio State? Uh, gosh, I forgot his name now. Uh, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, C.J. Stroud. Thank you. Jeez, he's a finalist two years in a row. Well, it wasn't even close. Caleb Williams got the victory. So Saturday night I was hosting game night with Teron Davenport, who does a really good job for ESPN, covering your team, Deron. Deron. Demon. I just combined Demon and Teron. Man, y'all need to switch up your names. Get a name like Keon. All right? <laughs> make, <laughs> make it easier on me. Jeez. Give me, give me something to work with here. Taman, Tehran. How come y'all can't be D and T? Q. Let's make it easy. But anyway, Tehran Davenport does a great job covering the Tennessee Titans for ESPN. So we did the show, and we talked to Caleb Williams about 20 minutes after winning the Heisman Trophy. Joining us now on the Dr. Pepper call-in line is the 2022 Heisman Trophy winner, and that's Caleb Williams from USC. And, Caleb, thanks so much for your time this evening. And, you know, what does it mean to you to be in that fraternity now, Heisman Trophy winner? That, that's forever. Yeah, it means the world um, to be a part of something that's going to last forever, um, that I always have my name up there. You always – you work you work for um, championships and – and and being a part of the best and being able to sit at the, the table with, you know, some of the greats and this trophy is, um, has proven that and done that um, is many, many years. Um, and, and to be a part of it is, is pretty cool. When you look at Lincoln Riley, this is a guy who has put plenty of players in your position, uh, your journey <laughs> yep. with him. Uh, how much has that impacted you? You know, the impact that he's had, how much of an impact has he had upon you? Yeah, he's had a, a huge impact on me. Um, you know, when I mess up, uh, he's right there. When I do good, he's right there. Um, and when I mess up, he's not there all over my face, getting on me. He's, he's you know, showing me the way, um, teaching me, um, and, and how to be a better quarterback on and off the field. 
Talking right now with the 2022 Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, USC quarterback here on game night on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. And, Caleb, you brought your, uh, you brought your offensive line there to New York with you to help celebrate that, uh, that great achievement. What did it mean for you to have those guys that help you win this award, as you mentioned in your speech? Yeah, um, I wasn't coming if they, if they weren't going to be there. Uh, that's what I told a few people, and they ended up getting it done. Um, so that, that, that kind of shows what it, what it means for them to be there with me. So here you are, one of four guys, and you're the only one that didn't make it to the uh, college football playoffs. Like, it, does that make yeah. this experience like bittersweet? Cause, and, and shout out to you for acknowledging that, yeah. you know, in, in your speech. Yep, um, it does. It does. Uh, I texted Coach Riley um, and, and, and told him, uh, we're the only ones here, um, not in the college football playoffs, and it, it does it, it does annoy me a little bit, um, just because you know I'm a winner, coach is a winner, and uh, we want to be in that position to go win championships, and so not being in that position uh, with these other guys being here, happy for them, uh, you know they're in a very blessed situation, but speaking on us, we uh, you know we want to be there and expect to be there. Well, Caleb, I mean, just let's talk about your season that you had and, and your team season. I mean, this is the first year for you at SC. It's the first year for Lincoln Riley, and you guys put up crazy numbers and have an opportunity for the playoffs. So just looking back at the season in, in general, what did it mean to you guys? Yeah, it meant the world, the, the bond, the culture that we built um, together. Um, it's going to last forever when we come back and, you know, we, after this bowl game and we have our little reunions and things like that and, and get together. So uh, it's going to mean the world seeing all these all these faces, um, you know, probably 10, 15, you know, years down the line. So uh, it, means, it means the world, especially because these guys have been through it. Um, the guys have been at USC, they've been through it, um, you know, through the years of, of tough seasons. Um, and so now been in this position, you know, 11-2, and two, going to a New York Six Bowl um, is, is pretty special to me uh, for them. You know, Lincoln Riley makes the decision to leave Norman, Oklahoma and head out west and go to USC, and then you decide that you're going to go as well. I mean, how difficult was that for you? And then to turn it into the kind of season that you guys had, you know, what did, what did that mean? How special was that, and how difficult was that? Yeah, it was extremely difficult, uh, one, to make that decision, and then, two, to build what we have built so far and then also to keep building on it. Um, it's It's difficult, but... You know, that's a challenge that we accepted. Uh, that's a challenge the coach said it was going to happen. Uh, if I came here and um, I ended up saying I accepted and, 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 you know, I came here and things have been chugging along since. So um, it's it's been awesome. If you look at just the last couple of years for you, I mean, it's been meteoric, you know, how, how you've <laughs> risen. What do you feel really fueled that? You know, if you're the guy, go from a guy that, you know, you weren't the starter, you became the starter. And then now here you are, a Heisman winner, you know, at a different school. Yep. What, what has that journey been like? Um, the journey has been, you know, there's been, a, there's, there's been events in this journey. Um, and something that we go by at USC is, is, you know, you can't control the events that happen. Um, they happen all throughout life and, you know, your daily life. How do you uh, respond to them? Um, is it a positive response? Is it a negative response? And, you know. A lot of times I chose a lot more positive responses than negative responses. Caleb Williams is our guest here on Game Night on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app with Teron Davenport. I'm Q Myers. Well, how about the Trojans and all the success that USC has had as far as Heisman Trophy winners? I mean, eight you're the eighth one, including Reggie Bush, to win yep. the Heisman Trophy. What does that mean? Again, I mean, it's your first year there at USC, but to join that kind of fraternity there with the Trojans, how big is that? 
Uh, it's huge. Um, I, I kind of jokingly, you know, talk about, you know, this opportunity uh, with my teammates when they bring it up. And then the craziest part about winning the Heisman, um, it all goes back to USC. And, you know, there's seven other guys now. Um, well, there's seven guys that have their jersey retired, and it's because of, you know, the Heisman. And it's sitting up in the college, which is insane to me that, I you know, once I leave here that I'll be a part of that um, fraternity here at USC, which is really cool. And now that you're in the building, can you tell them, Cass, to go ahead and make sure Reggie gets his uh, his trophy and everything back, his accolades, now that you're in the building? <laughs> well, I... I'm not a part of that decision. Let me relax. I'm nearly at it. I know, yeah. I know you are. I know that's right, Caleb. But uh, again, man, hell of a season that you and the Trojans have had. Congratulations! Great speech that you had, and and great on your part to bring your uh, offensive line as well. We thought that that was really cool. So, congratulations on being the Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, thanks for joining us this evening on ESPN Radio. Thank you so much. There he goes. That's the Heisman Trophy winner for 2022. He's only a sophomore, so he's coming back for his junior year. He's already the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman again next season, and he's a guy, and I don't come up with all the catchy little catchphrases, you know, like suck for luck or tank for Tua or whatever creative thing you can come up with. He's a guy that there's going to be a fan base out there that's going to come up with a catchy little phrase to try to get him number one overall. Not this upcoming draft, but the next draft, and He's already getting those conversations out there about he's the next Patrick Mahomes. I think Dan Orlovsky from ESPN has already put that out there. And everyone wants to be the next Patrick Mahomes, just like everyone wanted to be the next Joe Montana and everyone wanted to be the next Dan Marino. And, look, those guys, man, are few and far in between, right? They really are. They're uh, elite and special for a reason. I'm not doubting that Caleb Williams could be that guy, but I hate to put that on him already. I mean, my, my man is in college. He's only a sophomore. He's still got a whole other season to go. Who knows what he could turn out to be and what he will turn out to be. But I guarantee there's going to be plenty of teams and plenty of fan bases that are going to want that young man. I'll tell you right now, when I tweeted out that we'll be talking to him on Saturday night, I had so many people from Raider Nation saying, Raiders, Raiders, hashtag Raiders, hashtag Raiders. I mean, it just it was like wildfires. It's like, choo, you know, and, and look. At some point, this team is going to move on and have a new quarterback, whether it's this year, next year, the year after that, whatever the case may be. Grab a guy and, and, and groom him to, to, you know, to, to be the heir apparent. Who knows who it could be? It could possibly be a Caleb Williams. Just don't know. It's so far out to project, like, hey, this is what's going to happen next year, and this is who this guy is going to be. I mean, right now we just know he had a hell of a Heisman year. And I know when he was at Oklahoma, I was still in Texas. I was covering the Big 12. Uh, I know he was good. But he really turned things up, turned the heat up this year, and uh, we'll see what he does. But uh, congratulations to him. And, again, Friday had me so uh, jacked up between the time of being at the M Resort all day <laughs> and all night and then going home and knocking out a podcast and getting up early and all that. I completely forgot to make sure we had the Heisman ceremony covered and we had Army-Navy covered. And, again, shame on me. I should never do that. It's always better to preview than review. But – I'm glad that we had an opportunity to both do both on today's show with Landry Locker from Sports Radio 610 to talk about Army-Navy and also hearing the conversation I was fortunate to have with Caleb Williams Saturday night on ESPN Radio. We're here at the Oyo. We're about to close things down. The Underground Lounge, Monday Night Football. You got the Patriots. You got the Cardinals. The Patriots take on the Raiders next week at Allegiant Stadium, week 15. It's going to be a 105 kickoff, and you can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio. 920. Before we close things out, though, Lee Sterling is another guy that I talk to each and every day as I do the show, Locked on Bets. And I'll say this before we get into what Lee had to say about tonight's game. We ain't been doing too well lately. 
Man, we had a bad day on Friday, man. I'll tell you, man, we were like 0-4-1 or something like that. I mean, it was rough, right? We ended the week last week really wrong, really bad. And, you know, we've actually had Lee on here a couple times over the past, uh, you know, a couple weeks. And even the plays that we've gotten have been off. And sometimes, and he told me this morning, sometimes we just have bad reads, Q. We just got to roll with the punches, and that's, that's the yard of gambling, right? It's, it's a gamble for a reason. Ain't nothing guaranteed. And so we've been on uh, somewhat of a downer, but trying to get back on the right track, right? The good thing is I'm not investing any money in it. So uh, there's that. You know, we just uh, give you the advice, and you do what you do. Now, Lee's an avid, uh, you know, gambler, and he'll, he'll play his bets. But, uh, I, look, man, it's too hard to make money for me to go on out there and, and, and spend it like that and put it on the line like that. But let's go uh, and hear what Lee Sterling had to say earlier today about tonight's game, Monday Night Football. The Patriots right now favored by one and a half. Okay, first, I think this game starts with coaching. And, and as bad as New England has been the last couple games, still sit six and six, mm-hmm. they do have a chance to make the playoffs. And I do think Bill Belichick, with the extra three days to prepare, will have his team ready for this game. They don't have to face someone like Josh Allen, uh, who, I mean, just tears up everyone. They will face uh, Murray, but uh, what we've seen from Murray, you know, he's got a, an ankle injury. He hasn't been the same, and, and a hamstring that has limited his mobility, more of a pocket passer lately, and so I, I think they actually match up here. So they like to run the football. Stevenson, one of the top running backs in the NFL, uh, they throw the ball to a tight end, Hunter Henry, use him often, and it just seems like Arizona has trouble uh, guarding a guy like him. And then this this Cardinals team, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, I think he's in trouble. I think they're mm-hmm. going to make a move, if not by the end of the season, certainly at the end of the season. They're sitting at 4-8, and eight, really no real chance to make the playoffs here. They rank just 20th in offense this season. No Rondell Moore for this game here. And uh, injuries, you know, have really started to take effect. No Zach Ertz. He's out. They're tight in. For the season, Rondell Moore will probably miss another game or two here. So uh, this is a team, I think, that's going nowhere. I don't like the coaching here. Don't like uh, Murray as a quarterback. Not real good at reading defenses. If he can't find that first option, finding the second and third guy just hasn't happened here. So I like New England with their backs against the wall. An extra three days to prepare. Lay the one-and-a-half points. Blowout special. I think they win this game. Not going to be a high-scoring game, but something like 23 to 13 tonight. There it is right there. Lee Sterling says uh, 23 13. Uh, gave the blowout special with the Patriots over the Cardinals. And yeah, when it, I, I mean, he had me when he said this game's going to come down to coaching. I was like, oh, that's a wrap. If it's coming down to coaching, then Belichick's going to win over Kingsbury every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury guy. I don't think he's a very good coach. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But we're here. At the Oyo, the underground lounge to watch Monday Night Football. Those Patriots that are coming in at six and six, and the Cardinals at four and eight, square up to close out Week 14 action. We'll be back tomorrow, right here with John McClain, Lincoln Kennedy, and a lot more on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a good night.